can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the June 27th edition of the sunny side of sports. Our starting line for Monday show is international athletics. National championships were held over the weekend in Africa, Europe, the Caribbean, and North America ahead of the world championships in the United States. Here in the USA, Olympic champion Sydney McLaughlin broke her own world record in the women's 400 meters hurdles, clocking 51.41 seconds. Her previous record, set at last year's Tokyo Olympics, was 51.46 seconds. Sydney McLaughlin ran on the same Hayward Field track in the northwest U.S. city of Eugene, Oregon, where the world championships will be held beginning July 15th. I'm Kendra Harrison. I'm the 100 hurdle world record holder for Team USA, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. World record holder Kendra Harrison won the women's 100-meter hurdles in Eugene, clocking 12.34 seconds. Her world record time is 12.20 seconds. Olympic champion Athing Mo of the USA, who celebrated her 20th birthday earlier this month, won a thrilling women's 800 meters race in Eugene. She clocked one minute and 57.16 seconds, just holding off Ajay Wilson at the finish. At the Kasarani Stadium in Nairobi, Kenya held its national championships over the weekend. Hi guys, I'm Ferdinand Omanyala, the fastest man in Africa, African 100 meter record holder. And now you're listening to Sunny Side of Sports on The Voice of America. Ferdinand Omanyala earned some of the loudest cheers in Nairobi, winning the men's 100 meters in 10.03 seconds. Omanyala has said he thinks he can run 9.6 seconds on the fast track in Eugene at the World Championships next month. In other results at the Kenyan Championships, Wycliffe Kinyamal won the men's 800 meters in 1 minute and 43.55 seconds. In women's action, Mary Mora was one of the star performers in Nairobi. She won both the women's 400 meters and 800 meters races. And in the 400 meters, Mary set a national record of 50.84 seconds. Sporty greetings. This is a Subume, three times African champion in long jump. You're listening to the sunny side of sport on the Voice of America. In Benin City. S.A. Brume was one of the winners at the Nigeria Athletics Championships. The Olympic bronze medalist looks to be in excellent form ahead of the World Championships and Commonwealth Games. She won the women's long jump in Benin City, 
with a leap of 6 meters 98. Sporty greetings. This is Toby Mission, 100 meter hurdles, African champion, African Games record holder, national champion, Commonwealth Games champion, Olympic finalist, and um, the Diamond Trophy winner, 2021. You're listening to the sunny side of sport on The Voice of America. Toby Amusan also looks to be in top shape for the World Championships and the Commonwealth Games. Toby won the women's 100-meter hurdles in Benin City in a meet record 12.54 seconds. Meanwhile, Team Ghana was also represented in Benin City as it tried to qualify for more events at the World Championships. Ghana Athletics sent 20 people to Nigeria. To find out more, Iron Mike Mbonye spoke with the CEO of the Ghana Athletics Association, Bawa Fuseini. Yeah, we're having 17 athletes and two coaches and one official in all. We are competing in 4 by 100 men and women, 4 by 4 men, and they mix really what has been the situation so far for Team Ghana? What has it, what has it been like since the, the trials began? Uh, so far, so good. Um, we, we, we placed second in the men and third in the women. That is, um, that is quite good for us. Um, we're all hoping to do better, but this position are quite good position. Also looking up for the men 100 meters. We want to do better in the men 400 and the mixed release. That's where we're also looking for a qualification to the World Championship in Oregon, and especially in the mixed release that we are really looking forward to get a better time to go to the World Championship. As things are announced, sir, how many events have Team Ghana qualified for uh, for the World Athletics Championship and the Commonwealth Games. World Athletics Championships scheduled for Oregon in the US. Uh, Commonwealth Games scheduled for Birmingham, UK. In Oregon, we've qualified in 100 meters and 200. Men and women, no, only men. And we qualified the 4 by 100 men. And we qualified in long jump women. So in all, we have nine athletes currently in all now for the Oregon. For the Commonwealth Games, uh, we set our own target to our own standard in Ghana. Commonwealth Games is normally an open event that they give quotas. We have set our own standard and we have 14 of our athletes qualifying by the Ghanaian standards. So we compete 100 meters, men, 200 men, 4 by 100 men or women, high jump women and long jump women in the in, in the Commonwealth Games. What has it been like for athletics in Ghana? Because across West Africa, it appears it's football, football, and nothing more. What has it been for athletics in Ghana? What has the situation been like? Uh, it, has not been, it, it, has, it has not been a different situation like in other West African countries where football is dominating. Football takes 98% of the resources from the government. It's the same thing in Ghana. Everything is football. Media is football. Financing from the government is football. When football is having a program, a match, rest assured, you go to the ministry, you won't get a city. They will tell you, wait, when the football is finished. If there is a left leftover, then we'll look. Then they'll look for you. It's, it's, it's everywhere in West Africa. Ghana is not different. We are struggling to get funding or to compete with football in terms of funding and publicity. 
Uh, now that we've gotten Azamati, who's running 993, we are still trying to push the agenda that it's not only football that can make Ghana name go far. Athletics is also there. So the, everything should not be put into the football basket. There are other sporting disciplines that also deserve the government support. And, and, and we are pushing through. Once we got good performance from our athletes, we can carry that fight forward. That's Bawa Fusaini, the CEO of the Ghana Athletics Association. And he spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye in Benin City, Nigeria. My name is Benjamin Azumati, a member of the quartet team that won gold for Ghana in the Afghan Games that happened in Morocco, Rabat. You are listening to the sunny side of sports on the Voice of America. Follow the sunny side of sports on Facebook and Twitter. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. And my Twitter handle is at VOA Sunny Sports. Also, please note, we've moved our programs to voaafrica.com. There you'll find your favorite VOA TV and radio shows, including the the sunny side of sports, and a whole lot more. Find us on voaafrica.com. This is the voice of America. Washington, D.C. On the next Straight Talk Africa, we'll look at the U.S. investigation into the January 6, 2021 insurrection that has shaken the country. Many Americans believe their democracy is being threatened. Also, will electricity blackouts worsen in Africa? And how will countries on the continent meet their energy needs? Join me, Heidi Adams, and my guests for an in-depth look at these issues on the next Straight Talk Africa, this Wednesday at 18.30 UTC. You're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Prince Nesta says Senegalese star Sadio Mane tops his latest spicy package of football news. Sporty greetings, Prince. Sporty greetings to you too, Sunny. Senegalese speedster Sadio Mane has insisted that he will forever be an ardent Liverpool supporter following his transfer to Bundesliga champions Bayern Munich. During his farewell interview with Liverpool TV, the 30-year-old also revealed that he decided to move on from Liverpool this summer because he was ready for a new challenge. Obviously, it's really, really strange to, to, to no longer be a Liverpool player after six years spent at Anfield. And yeah, but uh, of course I, I had a great time, great unbelievable time, and um, since uh, my my first day, I really really enjoy training, playing at Anfield, especially in front of these amazing supporters, and it's come to the end. So, what can we say? The 2021-2022 season has been a fantastic one for Mane, who won the Africa Cup of Nations with Senegal before helping Liverpool win the Carabao Cup and FA Cup and finish runners-up in the Premier League and Champions League. Here's his response when quizzed on his accomplishments at Liverpool. From the first day I came to, I spoke with the, the boss when I was in Southampton and I said, I think the time we, we, we were not even in the Champions League, when it called me, I said, for sure. I just decided my heart that I will, I'm coming to Liverpool because for me, I see myself. And uh, 
for me was the right time and the right club to, to, to achieve everything. So I can say, of course, we, we win a lot. We win a lot, we win a lot. And uh, I spent a great, great time there. And unbelievable time in Liverpool, we win a lot. So, like I always said, my, my life is always challenged. Always challenged. And uh, when it comes, I said to, to, to the club that I want to, to, to leave, I want to go somewhere else to, 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 to see a new challenge. It's not um, anything else, it's just a challenge because for me, I want to always challenge myself to, 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 to get better and better. The Senegalista joined Liverpool from Southampton in 2016 and has since scored 90 Premier League goals for the Anfield Best Club and finished last season with 23 goals in all competitions. Here's Mane's response to queries surrounding his growth at the club. When I came, I was 20, 24, I think. Uh, so I was not that old like now, but <laughs> yeah, sure. I think uh, I have developed as a human a lot. And as a football, I learned a lot from my, my teammates, of course, these great, great, great players. And of course, the staff helped me a lot to, to, to become the player. And as well, I work very, very hard. Very, very hard. I would say, as a, when I was a kid, that was my dream, to win everything possible. Trophies and individual trophies as well. That was my dream. So that's one of the reasons I never, I never stopped working. I'm a very hard worker. <laughs> and of course, and for me, it was the right time in the right club when I was in Southampton to come to Liverpool to achieve those, those those things, and I can say, yeah, I achieved some, which is very, very, very incredible for me, and I'll be always grateful for this amazing club and amazing person. I will never forget it, and uh, for sure, I'm, I'm looking forward for the next. Money also recalled some of his best moments while playing for the Reds. 2019, when we, we beat Barcelona at home, that was incredible. And as, as well, when we won the Champions League, for me, so far, it's the best, best moment. Well, the moment will stay forever in my, 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 my head, my memories, for sure. Alongside fellow forwards Moussa and Roberto Firmino, he helped the club win the Champions League in 2019 and then end a 30-year wait for the league title in the following season and fit the Senegal's all-time leading scorer, Tamda Special. Bobby, Mbo, Pata, what a player. And uh, yeah, I think, uh, no other secret, I don't, I don't, uh, because playing alongside of these players, I just... They make everything easier for me. I think I'm just fortunate, and especially uh, Bobby, who always drop, makes space for me and 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 more. I think it's just incredible. These two players, Liverpool still have great players, and you have now Jogo and uh, Jazz. So wow, what a player they have! But normal, it's the best club in the world. So. I wish them all the best, but I think it's not okay. For me, the football is always just dedicated and, of course, to, to work very, very hard. It's what I trust. And those players did it, so, and did it and do it, so I think uh, 
it, it will it work it will work always well for them. Mane also added that he'll miss Liverpool fans who often sang his name during matches. Whoever can be leaving Liverpool with those supporters, I think you'll always miss them because so far the best in the world, and I always said it, especially my name. Uh, Money around the, the wing. I don't know. I can't say yeah, it, yeah, but no, anyway, no, no, no. <laughs> of course, I really, really enjoy the time and playing. Wow, I think I'm. How can I say? Playing Anfield, I think always oh, give you some, give you so much power because of the fans. So for sure, I'm gonna miss you guys. But anyway, I love you guys. I still have my my house in Liverpool and everything. So for sure, I will come back and. Of course, I will come back and I will love to come back some one day to say hi to them and of course watch Liverpool playing because for me, I'm gonna be Liverpool number fan, number one fans, of course, after the supporters. Then Senegalese forward Sadio Mane giving his final farewell interview to Liverpool TV after completing his transfer to Bayern Munich. Tottenham signing Bissouma has also termed his move from Brighton as a quote-unquote dream come true. Speaking during his first interview with Spurs TV, the 25-year-old Ivorian born shared his soccer journey. I'm born in Arakos, in um, my, my dad's uh, village. When I was young, I just, football was my, my life. I, I wanted to play football every day, every moment. If I, I don't play football, I'm not, you know, I'm not happy now to, to be a footballer professional, to be at Spurs, big club. When I remember like 11, 12 years ago, uh, giving some sensation, you know, and, uh, my dad and mom, they're here as so well, they, they helped me a lot. We, we, it was really hard because, you know, in Africa, we don't have uh, the opportunity like here, you know. For example, I mean, when I was younger, my, my dad, my mom, they, they just worked to help us. But if you want to play football, they don't have money to buy both for you or shoes or, you know. So we just we were just playing on um, on the street with friends, like no shoes. <laughs> but yeah, we was enjoying this moment because I was young and my friend as well. So I think it's one part of my life. I was happy for you know because is when I memory this one I was I just say like I'm from so far. The ECR to London Spurs and Champions League music. Imagine. <laughs> Emotion is yeah, it's too much. But I'm just, I just say thank you to God. It's my dream to play Champions League when I was young. I remember I was watching Champions League every day, and I, I can't believe to play Champions Champions League with Spurs. I'm so happy. Thank you to my mom and dad and my agent here. Thank you to everyone. Thank you to Spurs as well. Bissouma made 124 appearances for Brighton after joining the club from Lille in July 2018 had this to say about his new club. I'm going to try to help the team. We have a good group and good coach as well. He's a great coach. Everyone know him. I can pass this, this step with him. I know he's going to help me more to, to be uh, what I want to be. Try to help the team as well. So I'm very happy to play with, with him. We're gonna give everything to try to yeah to win at every game and yeah to stay on the top. But after everyone knows Premier League is not easy. We're gonna work really hard to to keep the the ambition higher. I'm very happy to be here. It's a great club. I'm just happy to be here. Happy to be Spurs player. 
and hopefully we're going to have a good season. Bell's Pass new signing Bissouma speaking shortly after joining Spurs from Brighton. Meanwhile, Brazilian striker Gabriel Jesus is set to join Arsenal from Manchester City after agreeing personal terms on a five-year deal estimated to be around $55 million. The 25-year-old will become Arsenal's fourth acquisition of the summer after the arrivals of another Brazilian sensation, Maquinos, Matt Turner and Fabio Vieira. Jesus moved to the Etihad Stadium in 2016 and scored 58 goals in 159 Premier League matches for the citizens. He will also be foregoing Champions League football for at least one season by joining Arsenal, but will be reunited with Mikel Ateta, who he worked with while the Gunners boss was assistant to Pimp Guardiola between 2016 and 2019. The Gunners continue to pursue a deal for Leeds United winger Rafinha and are also keen to sign 24-year-old Ajax and Argentina centre-back Lisandro Martinez. Wales captain Gareth Bale has also agreed to a one-year deal with Major League Soccer side Los Angeles FC. The five-time Champions League winner had been linked to the return to Tottenham Hotspur as well as a move to home city club Cardiff. The signing of the world-renowned star who joined Real Madrid for a then-world record fee of $100 million in 2013 follows Los Angeles FC's move for Italy defender Giorgio Cellini earlier this month. Reporting for the sunny side of sports on Prince Nestor. Thanks, Prince. Yawafusu Larbi joins us now with a feature profile of a Ghanaian professional basketball player who is currently based in Italy. Sporty greetings, Yao! Sporty greetings, Sonny. Ben Bento's career trajectory has been an interesting one. He shot up from second D in Ghana's western region to the NBA draft via the U.S. college basketball circuit. Ben Bentel from Ghana Got a flag flying just off to our left. He went on from that point to play in the NBA for the Dallas Mavericks before he moved to Europe. In the new continent, he has played in Spain, in France, and has become a Greek champion and is now in Italy with the Olympia Milano, where he just won the championship and the cup. Uh season went great. You know, uh, the, go- the goal was three. Uh, you know, try to win EuroLeague, win the Italian Cup and the Italian League. But, you know, we came short in EuroLeague uh, in the quarterfinals. But we won the Cup and then we won the championship. So, you know, two out of three. I always say every time I step out there, I just always think about my lifestyle back here in Ghana way before I got a chance to go over there. So it's just that I use that as my fuel every time I get out there. Bentel has had it tough. But it is just what he needed to keep him grounded in a fast-paced sport like basketball. Being the only Ghanaian to have been drafted is a big deal. And many young kids take inspiration from his journey to mold their careers. Bentil believes it is his job to work hard to inspire more kids. Growing up, I also looked up to, you know, this guy over here, Mimi. But, um, you know, now that it's like, you know, he passed down the torch... It's my turn to, you know, keep that fire blazing and having other kids look up to me and want to, you know, kids be in my DMs all the time, messaging me, like, how I got where I am and all of that. It's an inspiration for me because I know, like, okay, at least somebody want to be where I met. The man comes from Sekendi Takrade, the twin city in Ghana's western region. It is a city that has molded many sportsmen 
created a huge talent pool for the entertainment industry and has become an important part of Ghana's subculture. That's, that's me. You talk about the Guinean integrity, that's, that's, that's me. That's what defines me. That's where I grew up. That's part of me that would never, ever go away. And that's a place I, I will always, you know, carry that on my shoulders. My best friends are there, you know, Redeemer, my clean. That's where we grew up. They, like, it's my backbone. My mom lives there. My brothers are there. All my childhood friends are there, too. So it's like every time I come home, I feel like not that I owe my city, but at the same time, I owe my city, you know? So it's just, it just means a lot to me just to be a Sekinita credit boy. Basketball is still a fledgling sport in Ghana that is dying to take off. The country has never been represented in international basketball championships, and a few of the players from here are hoping that one day they can give off their best for the flag, and it is Bento's dream too. Uh, for us to have a national team so I can play with a, with a gun on my chest, you know, it's, it's always it's been a dream, but, you know, as much as we try to, as, as much as a lot of players that are playing overseas, uh, college-wise, you know, second division or different divisions, whatever, are reaching out to me like, yo, like, do we have a national team? How do we contact? And I always try to tell them to contact me. But if we can, my ideal plan is if we can, like, push towards having a national team and representing the country, and, like, me being in my prime, I can play for my country now, then later it will be, be my dream. The journey has been long, from Second D to Rhode Island, to Boston, to Panathinaikos, and to Milan. He has had his fair share of ups and downs, but now he can crack a smile. For the sunny side of sports, this is Yaofusilabi in Accra. VOA brings you the best in African music on the African beat. African Beat showcases the latest and the greatest of contemporary African music. From bobo music to hip life, bonga flavor to sukus, Afrobeat to Ndombolo and Makosa to Kwaito. The African Beat on VOA has it all. And it's happening right here, Mondays through Fridays at 09.05 and 20.05 UTC right after the international news. Thanks, David. That's David Vandy, the host of the VOA's African Beat Music Show. On the tennis beat, first-round action began Monday at the prestigious Wimbledon Tournament in England. Now, the 2022 Wimbledon will have an asterisk attached to it. It's not a full-strength Wimbledon. 16 players from the top 100 in the men's and women's rankings are not participating because of the All-England Club's ban of athletes from Russia and Belarus. The club made the decision in April because of Russia's invasion of Ukraine and Belarus's support of the invasion. On the men's side, top-ranked Daniel Medvedev of Russia and number 2 Alexander Zverev of Germany are absent from Wimbledon, the latter because of ankle surgery. This is the first time in the 49-year history of the ATP rankings that Wimbledon is missing the top two men. Novak Djokovic of Serbia is seated number one among the men, and Iga Sviantek of Poland is seated first among the women. Sviantek will play her first match Tuesday against Croatia's Jana Fett. 
Sviantek admits she still has things to learn about playing grass court tennis at Wimbledon. I still feel like I need to figure out grass. Um, last year for sure was the, the, it was that kind of tournament where I didn't know what to expect. And then match by match, I realized that maybe I can do more and more. So uh, still this year, I only played like 10 days on grass. So um, it's not a lot. I didn't have a lot of time to prepare, but I'm just trying to stay open-minded and take positives from the situation and realize that I can play without any expectations. And um, I have so much I don't know, a success this season that I don't have to kind of show everybody that I need to play well in every tournament because it's tennis, we have ups and downs. So I try to play without expectations and just see what this tournament brings me. Iga Fiontech has not played a competitive match since beating American Coco Goff in the French Open final on June 4th. It was her second French Open trophy. Sviantek reached the fourth round at last year's Wimbledon before losing to Tunisia's Anz Jabur. Jabur, meanwhile, is seated third at this year's Wimbledon, and the Tunisian star got off to a good start on Monday, beating Miram Bjorklund of Sweden in straight sets 6-1 and 6-3. And that wraps up the June 27th edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. I get it. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. And that's the sunny side of sports.